Welcome to Business Buzz with your host, Frank Hellring. Do you own a small business or does that small business own you? Are you seeking increased sales, more loyal customers, lower operation costs, and brand loyalty? If you're interested in elevating your brand and expanding your reach, then Business Buzz will put it all together for you with expert guests, resources that make sense, and your opportunity to be heard. Get ready to call in with your questions and comments at 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Business Buzz is out to put the buzz back into your business. Here's your host, Frank Hellring. Hey, welcome. Wherever you may be, you have found Business Buzz. I'm your host, Frank Hellring, and we're coming to you live, prime time, on the Voice America Business Network channel. And Business Buzz is brought to you today by On Fire Processing, where there is no burn, just earn. Hey, you know, last show, I talked about T-Rex. If any of you saw that movie, Jurassic Park, picture that T-Rex, right, that's out there, carnivorous, really hungry. Well, picture that image beside your merchant processing machine on the top of your desk everywhere in America today. And every time you swipe that credit card, that T-Rex is standing right there to eat up your profits. If you haven't looked at your statement lately or you can't read it, and you need somebody to interpret it, you need to pick up that phone right now and dial 833-866-3473. That's 833-866-3473. And watch how on fire can blacken your bottom line. To contact Business Buzz, you can call us toll free at 877-3-N-O-W-B-U-Z or go to my show host website page, which is businessbuzz.com. That's spelled B-I-Z-Z-N-E-S-S-B-U-Z-Z.com and leave a contact information for me to get in touch with you to be a guest on my show or just simply talk to me about what's going on in your small business. Well, shout out right now to our philanthropic, our charity up there in the wonderful city of Spokane, Washington, Chaplain Joseph Haven, veteran in the Vietnam War, suffering from Agent Orange, heads up a ministry called Whitewater Ministries. And a few months ago, he put together Cookies to cops. Yeah, it's spelled exactly how it sounds. Cookies, that's the word, T-O-C-O-P-S dot com. And he's handing out dozens and dozens and dozens of cookies to your first responders, your men and women in blue who defend your communities, your small businesses every day of the week. And you need to get in touch with him right now. Cookies to cops, because he's going to launch a new initiative, right, called Adopt to Cop. That's where you as a small business can adopt a local precinct Get out there, shake their hands, slap them on the back, put dozens of cookies in their hands, sweeten their service. Hey, do it today because you need to become much more part of your community and the people who defend it. Well, let me tell you something. I am just so stoked today, so stoked today with this particular show because this show is historic, folks, historic. I'm going to be talking to a man who was born in the shadow of the Old North Church in Boston. You know, one by land, two if by sea. He was born on Hull Street. His father worked in the insurance business, died at an early age just like mine did, and his mother raised a tremendous bevy of children by herself working as a seamstress. Tom was a sufferer of a malady in his eyesight. In his early years, the kids, you know, we talk about bullying today, Tom suffered from that type of bullying and the kidding of the kids, and it drove him behind closed doors in his back garage, and he started creating crystal radio sets. You know, the old radio sets? He put those components together for about a dollar, 
And then, believe it or not, one night he heard New Orleans and he knew he was off and running. His engineering talents had been birthed. And that led to a newspaper headline where 300 people died in a fire in Boston. And he went down to the local fire department and found out why that happened because the fire chief couldn't talk to his guys inside the building. And Tom went back to his little laboratory in that garage and he created the walkie-talkie. You ever heard of a company called Motorola? They put thousands of those walkie-talkies out during World War II. And Tom then found himself, believe it or not, in the midst of a depressive state in America where jobs didn't come very easily. And he walked across a bridge, walked across a bridge and ended up on the campus of MIT. Let me tell you a little bit about Tom Cataldo. Tom Cataldo is currently the founder and CEO of Better Vision for Children Foundation. Located in Southern California, his exploits include constructing crystal radio sets in his garage at a young age, the innovation of the walkie-talkie, which was indispensable during World War II. He also, at a young age of 17, became a member of an elite team of engineers at MIT that developed a navigational radio-oriented technology that implemented in the U.S. Navy, Merchant Marine, the 8th Air Force, and U.S. Submarine Fleet Pacific. During his post-war years, Tom was involved in the Westinghouse contract that restored electrical power to Japan. After this, Tom founded a technology to serve the senior community known as the Medic Alert, and it was purported to have saved millions of seniors from climatic incidents. Tom, now at the age of 95, alive and 95, has been laboring for now over 50, excuse me, 30 years to bring forth a test kit to significantly reduce children's eye disease and life-threatening optical cancers. Tom is a World War II veteran, an accomplished engineer, entrepreneur, and a man who is still working to meet unmet needs in our world today. Tom Cataldo, welcome to Business Buzz. We're so blessed to have you on this show today. Well, thanks, thanks Frank, for having me. I appreciate it. Tom, I'll tell you what, you know, I talked about you walking across the river, across a bridge. You ended up on a campus of the most prestigious university of engineering minds in the world called Massachusetts Institute of Technology. Tell us all about that. You're looking for a job. Yeah, well, I uh, needed to get one because it was the very beginning of the depression and uh, things were kind of tight. My mother wound up with not just our four kids, but her sister's four kids. And... Uh, had to move us all out of the Italian ghetto in downtown, you know, the north end of Boston. Uh, got this uh, great deal from the mayor of the city where she only had to pay the interest on the loan of a nice, beautiful house out there, which just happened to be across the river from MIT. <laughs> so, uh, how lucky can you get? Um, I saw the ad uh, in the paper about uh, they're needing a radio technician and uh, with some certain experience, uh, and I applied, got the job. This is uh, before I got out of high school. In fact, I got out of high school at age 15. Because of that, I needed to work. Now, Tom, you, you find yourself on MIT campus, and all of a sudden they notice something about that application, right? And they put you in an educational platform? Yes. Yeah, I, I went to, uh, to a, uh, a, a college out there at MIT called, uh, oh, what was it? Uh, the Lowell Institute. <laughs> That is an accelerated double uh, E electrical engineering uh, uh, degree that I got there while I was working there uh, until I got into the Navy. 
Yeah, um, and all, all of a sudden your life changed, right, Tom? All of a sudden a project manager walked up to you and took you someplace to introduce you to an elite team of engineers that were working on a technology that could help the entire world. Tell us about that, Tom. Well, actually, there were only two in the group, in the Loran group uh, at Radiation Laboratory. Um, that's the Loran stands for Long Range Radio Navigation. Uh, at that point, there wasn't anything that was working for the Navy, the British Navy or the U.S. Navy on the North Atlantic route because it was always bad weather. They were using celestial navigation. You had to see the stars in order to do that. And so uh, they were lost most of the time. We were supposed to be escorting these ships with all the food and the uh, manpower and equipment uh, to England. And England was going down. Uh, they were just very close to going under at that point. And uh, it was a very perilous time uh, because what was happening was a Brit the uh, German U-boat fleet was growing by uh, a submarine a week. They had three, three different sub-manufacturing facilities that were bomb-proof. And they were making more of them, and they were getting better all the time, and they were just feasting on the uh, ships, our ships, the Navy ships, and the Liberty ships were carrying the supplies. And it was, it was a disaster. I mean, I've got all kinds of records on this. Uh, one, on one three-month period, we lost, we lost 700 ships. 700 ships in the North Atlantic. That's North amazing, Atlanta. Tom. You know, when, when that project manager introduced you, right, to this elite MIT team, what was the average age of those guys? And what was the expression on their face when they're looking at the guy who's going to join that team at age 17? Well, there were, there, were, there were only two of them, Frank, at that point. There were two of them, and they were both graduate engineers. They were both well in their, you know, 30s, 40s. And, uh, and I think they really needed somebody like me because uh, I had had some experience that they, they needed. I, I was, uh, I think, a little bit more knowledgeable about how to get distance from your transmitters, and that was a very important part of the RAN system. We had to put just, you had to put transmitters all over the world, the Aleutians, the uh, uh, South America, South Africa, uh, the, the everywhere, to get the the uh, position lines that we get when we tune in on these uh, tra transmitters from an air aircraft, or the submarine, whatever. Uh, and we get two of those lines that where they cross, you get the your, your fix, your location, it was extremely accurate, so accurate that it, I think it was actually even better than what happened after the war. But in any case. Uh, it was complicated by the fact that you needed special equipment all over the world to do it. Uh, whereas with satellite, it's a whole different thing now. Wow. Now, Tom, they melded you into this elite team, right? But it didn't end there. They turned around, and you mentioned to me that you became part of the Navy, and obviously at age 17, that was kind of interesting, right? Donning Navy garb. Matter of fact, I have a photo of you standing in front of the White House in your whites, which is really amazing. Oh but Tom, God. they sent you out, right? You were the member of the team. You were the, you know, the point of the spear that went down into Washington, D.C. and started interfacing with the United States Navy to get this Loran on the Merchant Marine and the United States Navy. Tell us about that. Well, one of the things I did when I was at Naval Research Lab, uh, that's where I went first off then, uh, as soon as I got in the Navy, uh, there was too much RF noise around D.C. in, in the city. So I, I suggested we set up a, an annex in on, on Chesapeake Bay, North Beach. And we did that, and I ran that for a while. And uh, that's where we had uh, a lot of our installations on, on the ships that could uh, come in there. 
they they required the Loran receivers to receive the signals from uh, the transmitters to, to make the system work. So I, I was involved in installing uh, a lot of uh, systems on a lot of those ships uh, 75 years ago, whatever it was. Right. Now, this was an inlet, right, uh, on the Chesapeake Bay, and the naval yeah. warships would sail in, right? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And then you would go on to board the ship and install this Loran. Didn't you tell me that one of the ships you installed that system on was the United States ship, Iowa? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, that's docked down here in Long Beach, Tom. That's absolutely amazing. As a matter of fact, President Trump, when he did a campaign run through, he stood on the deck of that ship and you were in attendance at that, weren't you? Yes, I, I got a VIP invitation and, uh, because of it. I was sitting in the front row. Uh, he was giving the speech out on the fantail of the, of the ship. And uh, he saw my World War II hat on, and so he looked at me, and I'm looking at him, uh, and we're looking back and forth at one another. And as soon as he finishes his speech, he comes right down to me. And he says, World War II, eh? I said, yeah. Um, and I said something stupid, like, I think I was in and out of the Navy before you were born. He said, no way. And he, and he started thinking about it. He says, oh, my God, yeah, there was a way. <laughs> so he invited me into the to the uh, – Dining room, it was an enormous dining room on that ship uh, to have lunch for them. And it was quite an event. Tommy, you're an historic man. Let me tell you something. That was a historic occurrence, right, with the president of the United States, and he noticed your World War II hat. Let's jump back into your war years, Tom. Didn't you traverse the North Atlantic? Weren't you on ships at times? You had an interesting occurrence happen when you tried to get across the North Atlantic, didn't you? Oh, yeah. Well, I had to do that with some of the ships uh, early on to make sure they could use the system and know how to use the system to get a fix. And uh, so I did go over several times and uh, it was, it was touchy, you know, because uh, when you got torpedoed on that route, <laughs> you didn't live. I mean, the, 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 there was ice cold shark infested waters there. And yeah, you had an uh, interesting occurrence, right? All of a sudden you're on that ship, general quarters, general corners, all hands man your battle stations, right? <laughs> and they moved the most valuable commodity, which was the engineering team on the fan tail of that ship, which is the rear of the ship. And you told me that all of a sudden you looked out and there's a wake of a torpedo coming at you. Yeah, that was one of a few nights where the, the weather was calm and it was like a lake. You could see, you know, quite a distance. And uh, you look out there and there's a torpedo coming at us. And you couldn't turn the ship around fast enough. So we just watched it come and went under the fantail and didn't hit the hull. It must have been only 10, 15 feet from the hull. And And in those days, you could actually hear the whir of that torpedo as it went underneath you. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Unbelievable. Tom, you know, it's interesting about this Loran technology. You told me that it didn't stop just with the U.S. Navy and the U.S. Merchant Marine. But yet when it get in, it got into that, all of a sudden the losses went down. But this ended up in the 8th Air Force. It oh, yeah. ended up in the U.S. Submarine Pacific Fleet. OK, all of these were benefited right by this Loran technology. Tom, when you take a look at this from a, a length and breadth of what this technology did, I can't even think of the millions of lives, both allies and enemy that that technology ended up saving yeah you know uh the the effect it had on uh, our bombing of, of europe was in, was tremendous because we lost a lot of lives before uh, you know before we, they started using the airborne loran system 
because they had to come down through the, the uh, cloud cover to bomb uh, in any kind of pre precision. With Iran, they could they could bomb with great precision without coming through the, the uh, cloud cover. And, uh, yeah, my and then cousin, when you talk about the first line of defense, which was our U.S. submarine Pacific fleet, right, which was the only line of defense against Japan after the bombing of Pearl Harbor, right, our yeah. submarine captains had to pop up at night, right, go up in the conning tower and go, where the hell are we, right? Uh, and yeah. so now you come along with that technology, and now their efficiency improved. Right. Yeah. We. Uh, it took two years to turn it around, though, Frank. You know, it was just a – Terrible situation there. We were losing lots of ships. Uh, the Brits were losing lots of ships before we even got into the war. And uh, it was just terrible. And by the way, uh, I know if I told you this before, but uh, there was a gentleman who was assigned by the Radiation Laboratory to run what was called BBRL, which is a British branch of the Radiation Laboratory. His only task was to get a navigation system for the British Navy. This is before we get into the war. Wow. His name was Trump. <laughs> oh, my goodness. That's Donald amazing, Trump's Tom. We need, to pick, we need to pick that up uh, after we go to commercial break here, Tom. This is absolutely amazing. Let me tell you, folks out there, if you're not listening to this show, you're missing it because this show is historic. We're going to take a quick break here. You're listening to Business Buzz with Frank Helming live on Voice America Business Network, brought to you now by Latif International. Hey, if you're a small business out there right now and you want to feel special, you need to get in touch with letip.com because they're the only B2B networking organization out there that has one classification of business sitting in their chairs week after week. That makes you something special. So you need to get in touch right now. If you want more referrals for your business in the coming days ahead, get with latipgot.com today. Hey, I'll tell you what, I've been mixing it up with Tom Cataldo, World War II hero. We're going to talk a little bit about what happened in his post-war years after this break, and we're going to be right back with more buzz for your business. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Are you tired of being overcharged by your credit card processing company? Not sure what you're even being charged for? Well, at On Fire Processing, we are here to serve you and help you possibly save money and increase your business revenue, keeping you in the black. We are your one-stop shop for merchant services worldwide. Our motto is no burn, just earn. Please call us at 833, the letter U, on fire. That's 833-866-3473. At LaTip, in everything we do, we believe in the importance of small business success. And we believe in helping small businesses reach their growth goals. The way we help small businesses is by building relationships, training on how to expand those relationships into closable leads, and providing technology to efficiently interact within those relationships. We just happen to run business networking meetings. Want to come to one? This is the power of LaTip. Visit LaTip.com for more information. That's L-E-T-I-P.com. We're always looking for guests, resources, and business promotion. Would you like to be a guest on the show? Do you have a resource that can help small businesses increase sales, lower costs, and amplify brand loyalty? Do you have a business that needs to elevate your brand and expand your reach? 
If any of these sound like a fit for you, you need to partner with us. Call us at 877-3-NOW-BUZZ. That's 877-366-9289. And discover how Business Buzz and Business Watch can take your message and company further. Again, give us a call at 877-3-NOW-BUZZ. 877-366-9289. Business Watch is your outreach to feel the pulse and increase the buzz in your business community. Invite Frank to be a speaker at your next event. We can create a live promotional video with you at your next event to brand your brand. Visit businessbuzz.com. Having Frank come speak at your event can motivate your team and your customers, which means he can also motivate the growth of your business. It's time to take it to the next level. Visit businessbuzz.com and watch things grow. You're listening to Business Buzz with your host, Frank Hellring. To reach the live show, please call 1-866-472-5790. Again, that's 1-866-472-5790. Or send Frank an email at info at businessbuzz.com. That's info at B-I-Z-Z-N-E-S-S buzz.com. Now, back to Business Buzz. Hey, we're back. I'm your host, Frank Hellring, coming to you live on Voice America Network Business Channel. You've reached Business Buzz. I have had an incredible first segment show today with Tom Cataldo. I named the show an American icon because that's exactly what he is. And let me tell you something. If there's anything we need right now in this world and this country, we need to feel good about being an American. Well, Tom, you know, we talked about your warriors. Let me tell you something. Those are impressive. But you know what? When you got out of the service, right, when you were honorably discharged, you had the privilege of walking down Constitution Avenue in the parades that happened for the World War II veterans. Even our Vietnam War veterans, when they came back from the battlefield, didn't enjoy that. But you did. And then you got involved in the private sector, right, with Westinghouse. You got involved with the Japanese, that elite team that helped them re-electrify Japan. Then they jumped you over to the Middle East and Saudi Arabia, and you helped desalinize, right, the water for the Saudi Arabians. But then something happened in your lifetime that took you more into the private sector privately. You got a phone call from your brother one day about your mother. Tell us about that. Well, uh, it started with my mother falling in her apartment. She lived there alone and not being able to get up. (laughs) If it weren't for a nosy neighbor that that had the paramedics break into her home, she would have died. So my brother uh, calls me and says, hey, come out here. You got to do something about this. And I went back to Boston and we looked around, checked with a phone company. They had nothing. Nobody had anything. And so being a wise guy, he says, well, you're an engineer, for God's sake, go back and do something about it. And and, uh, so I did that. I went back and took about a week and a half to to make one and and about three and a half years to get the FCC to approve it. (laughs) But in the meantime, I was selling to the Veterans Administration because they didn't need the FCC approval. And it saved some veteran's life back in Ohio or someplace back east. And... uh, the, a couple of days later, I had this fellow from Associated Press in my office with his crew of camera and, you know, sound man and all that, doing a story. And uh, 
he wouldn't tell me when it would go out, but it went out the next morning. I'm getting calls from all over the world, and I'm dying with the thing here. I'm, I'm, I've already spent almost a half a million dollars of my own money over those three and a half years trying to get the approvals, going back and forth to D.C., to the FCC, and all that. And you just can't walk into the FCC. You have FCC attorneys who go in there. And, oh, it's just terrible. Anyway, so uh, I, I uh, tell I asked this fellow, Steve Fox, who wrote the article, when's it going to go out? He said, well, I don't know. Go, go to war with somebody and never go out. It's not the next morning. And I'm getting calls from everywhere. And I'm getting really uh, to the point where I was about to throw in a towel. And I went down to Australia, took a, an invitation to Australia. And it was just absolutely life-changing. <clears throat> Uh, Bob launched a company, right, known as Medical Alert. I'm going to date myself right now, but I got a bunch of baby boomers out here, small business people listening to me right now. Hey, do you all remember that tagline that said, I've fallen and I can't get up? That is Tom's company. And that particular device, Tommy, saved how many millions of lives of seniors who fell and couldn't get up? Well, according to Associated Press, who were very much on top of all of this, uh, we saved at least uh, 15, 20,000 lives by the time I sold out on it. Uh, uh, made some money finally with it, and uh, and then was able to, uh, you know, do what I wanted to do was to yeah, save here's an incredible twist. lives. You had a national spokesperson, Mr. Television himself. Milton Burl, and I saw the contract where he was authorized as the guy, right, to right. be your national spokesperson. And what was amazing is just to put some ephus on the writing, he did a strike over in handwriting, basically writing it out that, hey, I am the exclusive spokesperson, celebrity-wise, for Medical Alert, and you guys initialed that. I can't even imagine Today, the legal profession, they would have a heart attack if they saw something in handwriting initialed as legal copy. But that's what happened, right? I have it. Uh, and it was amazing because he, after, after I read this long, like 15-page agreement, he said, uh, hey, I want to add something to this to your mind. I said, well, put on a separate piece of paper uh, and let me see what it is. So he writes it out. It basically says, I will not appoint anybody else as a spokesperson other than Milton Burrow. <laughs> Amazing. Tom, you know, I want to jump to what you're doing today. You are a man I have termed as meeting unmet needs. You have been laboring for over 30 years now, bringing forth a foundation and what it stands for. It actually was epitomized, right, and vision with your late wife. Correct me if I'm wrong, because right. I've seen the paperwork. Her name's actually on the foundation documents, even though she's with the Lord in heaven. But the point I'm making here is you ain't done, man. You are out there laboring every single day of your waking life to bring forth another life-changing technology that can save children's eyesight. You've got the floor, Tom. Not just eyesight, Frank, but lives, uh, because this kit, this home vision test kit that I've developed, and I'm getting a patent on it, by the way, uh, is a total game changer for children all over the world, because the big problem, the huge problem that every country has, uh, except for Sweden, well, I'll get back to that in a moment, where they mandated vision screening, <clears throat> 
the big problem is that children have no idea what normal vision is. Preschool kids, I'm talking about preschoolers. Now, they don't know they've got a problem, and they can have any one of like 15 different problems, but several of them are really serious. Some of them are life-threatening, <clears throat> life-taking, and if it's if not detected and, and, <clears throat> and, and dealt with early on, early on, like in the first three or four years. But uh, <clears throat> the, 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 the problem is that folks, because the child isn't complaining, the parent doesn't do anything about it, until a kid gets into school and in the first, second grade, they have trouble reading what's on the blackboard or on their books or both. And, and by that time, it's just too late because we're talking about something called amblyopia, which almost nobody's ever heard of it by its real name, but everybody's heard of lazy eye. Well, it's, that's what it is, uh, but it's not lazy. It's blind eye for life. That's what I've had all my life in one eye, and then I lost some of the vision of the other eye because I had no depth perception. You have to have two eyes working together to have depth perception. And uh, Johns Hopkins did a huge study about the whole thing, amblyopia, because it is so common. You can talk to 10 people anywhere in the world. You're going to find three or four of them that have this problem, have amblyopia, lazy eye, beyond the point of no return. And it may seem incredible, but this home vision test kit that uh, I'm getting the patent on detects these problems before uh, they get down the road of no return. You know, Tom, what's amazing about this particular test kit, it doesn't just detect, you know, early childhood disease, which a lot of optometrists and ophthalmologists miss. And, and they pour terrible things in children's eyes that make them scream. In fact, the parents want to run out of there or maybe, maybe sue the doctor, right? Because their uh -huh. kid's in agony. But along the same lines, there is a cancer out there, right, that this helps to detect, retinal blastoma. And now you've been talking to me about this incredible bacteria, right, that's invading children's eyesight globally oh. and taking their lives. Tell us about that, Tom. Oh, it's horrible. You know, retinoblastoma is bad enough. In fact, you know, there's enough of that going around. There's a retinoblastoma uh, uh, website out there. There's a doctor that has nothing but deal with that. And that's horrible because if you don't get to it in time, and in time means by age two or three usually, the cancer gets into the brain. That's, and <laughs> that's where it hurts the child. That's how it's usually discovered. The child is pointing to the eye and crying. Can you believe this? With all our know-how here, we let something like this happen to children. And it's not uncommon anymore. It's, it's, it's one of the leading causes of childhood death in this country now. But we let it happen. Um, and, and the sad part of this is it doesn't have to result in death or the removal of the eyes. The usual what they do when they finally do get to it, is they, re they remove the eye from the head of the child or the eyes, if it's in both eyes. Mm. How, how gruesome can it get? Well, it gets more gruesome because they usually die. In this country, according to the experts, about 85% of the kids that wind up with retinoblastoma die. Overseas, they almost all die from that. And then the other thing you were talking about, Frank, is called trachoma. Trachoma is worse than that. How can it be worse than retinoblastoma? Trachoma is. It starts with pink eye. Uh, 
and it gets the eye gets more irritated as the child grows, and this is all starting like uh, before age one. And <clears throat> and uh, uh, by the time they get it to one and a half or thereabouts, there's a, a pus like kind of stuff stuff coming out of the eyes or both both eyes or one eye. And the trouble with this is it's communicable. The kids play with the other kids, they rub their eyes, and it's it's contagious. And how is it worse than retinoblastoma? Well, I'll tell you. The kids start going downhill like by age two or they're about two or three. They lose their ability to walk, to talk, to think. By the time they get to age five or six, they, they die. Almost all of them overseas die. According to the UN, UNESCO, it's now one of the leading causes of childhood death in the world. You know, Tom, it's reported that in the nation of Vietnam, that the Vietnamese communists have actually taken people who are blind, formed communities, right, where they're totally blind because they don't want this information getting out. Let me ask you a question. What is being done? I mean, we're in the midst of a pandemic, right? COVID-19. We're all wearing masks. We're all doing all this preventative stuff. But what you just told me is this is a communicable disease spread by bacteria and it's hitting children's eyesight globally. We don't hear any speak about this right now, Tom. None, zip, zero. What's being done about trachoma? Pretty much nothing, Frank, pretty much nothing because it, it, it's all, it's mainly in these really uh, low income uh, third world countries that their trachoma takes place, okay? It, it does happen here in the very inner, inner cities here like in the LA's and the New York's and so forth. <clears throat> That's a major problem. Again, the UN, UNESCO says it's one of the leading causes of childhood death now. And, <clears throat> you know, uh, what it really requires to, to prevent it from happening in the first place is, is medication. Well, it's probably a long time before that happens for all these millions and millions of kids around the world. But it can be slowed down a lot, and we're going to be doing that by putting a uh, something into the kit, into the home vision test kit that will help to prevent the contagious factor. So it'll cut it down immensely. So uh, you're going to, you're going to kind of massage your existing test kit to address this trachoma, right? And yes. did you mention to me, Tom, that vitamin A has a big deal to go with this, right? You, uh, to add yes. it to your test kit because it's a shortage of vitamin A for these children. Yes. And if we just simply got vitamin A in their diet, that trachoma incidents would be severely reduced? Uh, vitamin A is a major, major uh, problem, the lack of it <clears throat> among preschool kids. And uh, <clears throat> oh, I got it. Uh, so, uh, you know, they, they uh, somebody at the door here. Right. <laughs> no problem, Tom. Uh, Live radio, go ahead. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, where was I? <laughs> You were talking about vitamin A, Tom. Vitamin A, vitamin A, of course, of course. Uh, essential, essential. And, 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 and the kids overseas in most countries never get enough of it. Um, never get any of it. And that's one of the reasons these, these uh, problems arise. Um, and they're all preventable. Everything I've talked about is preventable if we get there early enough and do the right things for the kids. Simple well, as that. This test kit that you have, 
you know, people sitting there go, well, gee, what's, what's, what's going to cost? A heart monitor is like $150, you know, uh, you know to, to put it on a person's chest. What, what's a test kit going to cost, Tom? Well, you know, for a uh, major sponsor, you get, we get them out through businesses. A major sponsor can buy a kit in quantity for $3.90. Believe it or not, $3.90. Okay, what does this conclude, Tom? What does it include? Well, it includes a, uh, uh, it's a kit that includes five things, a chart, a patch you put over one eye, then over the other eye. You do exactly what an eye doctor, I mean, an ophthalmologist would do. The very same thing. Only you pay $400 for that. Uh, at home, you pay nothing for it, and it's fun. And, uh, and, and it, it's just absolutely essential that we do this for kids. Absolutely essential. Instead of building bridges to nowhere, like we seem to be doing all the time. Tom, what amazes me, you've been laboring at this for 30 years. It really hasn't gotten out to what I would turn to be, and I'm in media, right? Where it needs to get out, where it needs to be heard, where it needs to be acted upon. You know, we're going to talk about that coming up after we do this quick break. Hey, I'll tell you what, I have got an incredible American icon on the air with me today. And let me tell you something, John Wayne in the early 70s did a video called The Hyphenated American, you know, and... He absolutely rocked this country when he put that video out because are we a Asian American, a Latino American, hyphen in between the word American? No, we are American. You take American oath and become a citizen of this country, you now translate. Yeah, you may have had an origination, but you are now an American. And I'm talking to an American icon today. We're going to take a quick break today. You're listening to Business Buzz with Frank Howing live on Voice America Business Network, brought to you now by Business Group Resources. Do you realize that you can be tipping the IRS? I don't know about you, but I ain't tipping the IRS. And you need to find out about the R&D tax credit because Business Group Resources is getting back on an average of $4 million. You got it. Count it. $4 million a month for American small business right now on a tax credit going back three years of your taxes, bringing that money back to you, 6% compounded interest tax-free, believe it or not, from the IRS, back in your pockets. You need to pick up the phone right now and dial 877-857-6875, 877-857-6875. Get in touch right now with Business Group Resources and get what you're entitled to. Hey, we're going to be right back in two and two with more buzz for your business. Are you tired of being overcharged by your credit card processing company? Not sure what you're even being charged for? Well, at On Fire Processing, we are here to serve you and help you possibly save money and increase your business revenue, keeping you in the black. We are your one-stop shop for merchant services worldwide. Our motto is no burn, just earn. Please call us at 833, the letter U, On Fire. That's 833-866-3473. At LaTip, in everything we do, we believe in the importance of small business success. And we believe in helping small businesses reach their growth goals. The way we help small businesses is by building relationships, training on how to expand those relationships into closable leads, and providing technology to efficiently interact within those relationships. We just happen to run business networking meetings. Want to come to one? This is the power of LaTip. Visit LaTip.com for more information. That's L-E-T-I-P dot com. 
We're always looking for guests, resources, and business promotion. Would you like to be a guest on the show? Do you have a resource that can help small businesses increase sales, lower costs, and amplify brand loyalty? Do you have a business that needs to elevate your brand and expand your reach? If any of these sound like a fit for you, you need to partner with us. Call us at 877-3-NOW-BUZZ. That's 877-366-9289. And discover how Business Buzz and Business Watch can take your message and company further. Again, give us a call at 877-3-NOW-BUZZ. 877-366-9289. Business Watch is your outreach to feel the pulse and increase the buzz in your business community. Invite Frank to be a speaker at your next event. We can create a live promotional video with you at your next event to brand your brand. Visit businessbuzz.com. Having Frank come speak at your event can motivate your team and your customers, which means he can also motivate the growth of your business. It's time to take it to the next level. Visit businessbuzz.com and watch things grow. PPP, COVID-19, SBA, is there a way? It's time for Business Watch, where your voice matters. Call into the show at 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Or drop us an email at info at businessbuzz.com. That's info at B-I-Z-Z-N-E-S-S buzz.com. We know you've got something to say. Now, here's Frank Hellring, Business Watch, where your voice matters. Hey, we're back live. I'm your host, Frank Kelring, now on Business Watch. This is the segment of the show where we open up the phone lines in Phoenix, and you can call in and be with us live on the show today. I've got an American icon on the show today, so you need to pick up that phone right now and dial toll-free, 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790, and you can talk to Frank, and you can talk to Tom Cataldo, and let me tell you something. You are talking to an icon in the American space right now today on this show. Well, you know, we have three watchwords on Business Watch, which are meet, collaborate, and grow. Meet's real simple. I got to like people who I do business with. Tommy, I'll tell you, I like you, man. I like you. I like you a lot. And the word collaborates right in the middle of these two. And that's what we talk about on intellectual property. That's what we talk about the guts, the moxie, you know, the essence of what a business is. And you got to find where that fit is between two collections of intellectual property to put two businesses together to make it productive. But the last one is equally important, and that's called grow. And that's what small businesses need to get back to. We need to get back to what it means to turn a profit. And let me tell you something. We've been talking to Tom about this incredible test kit. And Tom, you got a vision right now for small business with this new technology and eye testing kit. Tell us about it. It's exciting. Well, I, you know, we're just beginning to uh, do something about this because we just got the green light from our patent attorney to start marketing the, the, the home vision test kit. Until a certain point, you can't do that in a patent, patent application. Anyway, uh, we're just starting now to do with a, a business with uh, a couple of restaurants and uh, other small businesses where we will uh, uh, have them buy a few, not many, of these home vision test kits and uh, give them out to the people 
coming into their restaurants or whatever, or having, in one case, they're just going to have, and in fact, they're, they're in the process of doing it right now, a, a, uh, a little sign at the place where people come in and sign into a restaurant, for example, they have to wait usually, they have time to do something like, in this case, read our literature uh, and, and say, yes, I would like to get one of those home vision test kits, and they sign up for it. Now, one of the nice things about that is that they have to come back to get the kit, so they have to come back again. Number one. Number two, this is just a great PR thing for any small business to do. I mean, uh, to, to let them know that they care, which the big businesses don't seem to do very well, especially the big banks. Uh, and, and, and for that reason, some of the smaller financial organizations are getting into this, by the way. Uh, the, uh, the credit unions uh, seem to be more uh, consumer friendly than the banks. The banks are basically going out of business as far as their branches go. They've closed about four branches of my bank here in Southern California just in the last year. Uh, <clears throat> anyway, uh, yeah, we can help small business, I think, and, and if they will just uh, take a proactive approach to this thing and let people know that, that, that they're doing it. When they walk into the restaurant or, or into the supermarket or whatever, uh, even these little uh, uh, 99 cent stores, uh, we're going to go into those also here soon. Uh, well, Tom, I've got somebody on the show with us today. Believe it or not, my brand spanking new publicist, Billie Jean Easley. She's actually waiting in the green room. Let me bring her in because let me tell you something. If there's anybody that can get the word out on what you just said about getting the small business community engaged in helping the children of their customer base, she's the gal. Hey, Billy. Hey, how are you doing? Hey, hey welcome, welcome, welcome. We're just, I mean, what an incredible idea Tom just shared. What do you think? No, I think it's a fantastic idea having small businesses sponsor a handful of these kits, you know, at the at the price point of just under, or just over $3. Somebody can buy 10, 20 kits and have these uh, to give out to their clients. I think that it's a wonderful opportunity to help their families and help the family businesses. I think that um, the sponsorship of this has got to be something that could easily grow into um, into a, a self-service um, project for businesses. You know, can you see our show here, which you're now part of, getting behind this and taking mm -hmm. that word out? No, absolutely. We'd love to get the word out to small businesses that they could sponsor these kits, that they could help their clients and really get the word out about amblyopia and about some of these diseases that could be really tragically um, affecting the kids of their clients. You know, Tom, Billy is an incredibly gifted publicist, okay? And I know you don't have one right now in the Better Vision for Children. Billy, let me ask you a question. Could you maybe, I mean, mm -hmm. <laughs> you only have so many molecules in that body, and believe me, I'm going to take up quite a few of them with this show. But the bottom line here is, do you think that you might be able to be a resource to Tom? No, I definitely think I could be a resource to Tom. I think that we could get the word out into some of the schools and get some of these kits sponsored for schools. I think that would be a good start to... Um, offer that to uh, to school to different school classes so that the kids could get tested at home. And I definitely think that we could brainstorm a way to 
maybe do a live event to sponsor with some of the businesses to sponsor a testing um, party. That would be absolutely Great idea. Great idea. Yeah. You know, before this show, I actually got a text from Brian Noam, who I had on my show a few weeks back. He's the husband of Christy Noam, who brought the house down in Florida a few weeks back. She's the governor of the state of South Dakota. And he sent me back a text, Tom, that said, after I sent him the show description, historic. So, hey, Billy, what do you think? If we take this playback, send it up to Brian, have him send it to Christy, have her listen to it. What about the state of South Dakota putting out basically a klaxon call from the governor's office? Hey, you need to get involved with this test kit, you small businesses. No, I think that's a smart idea. She's definitely a, a resource to help get that um, call out. And I think that if we could get a referendum going where we get these into schools and get small businesses to sponsor the, these, t- getting these test kits out, I think it would, well, we know it will save lives. Well, I, I, I want to say something here that everybody should know. Uh, the fact that um, we need mandates for these, uh, for preschool vision screening. And there's a country out there, Sweden, mm-hmm. has been doing this for about oh, like 15 years or so. And I think everybody, Everybody should know what's happened over there as a result of that. They have virtually eliminated the leading cause of blindness in the world, amblyopia. They've almost eliminated it. How about that? But there's more. That's fantastic. Would you believe they've almost eliminated autism over there because of this preschool vision screening? You might say, well, my God, is that true? Yes. Yeah, it's not the only reason kids get autism, but every book on autism, I've got one, a couple of them over here that have three, seven or eight pages in the one on Asperger's that say you look for the lack of eye contact with the parent or with anybody. They don't have it, most of them. And no, about eighty-five 85% of all the autistic, 85% of all the autistic kids have a vision problem. What does that tell you? Mm-hmm. And the fact is, it's fact. They've almost eliminated us in, in uh, Sweden by virtue of their uh, mandated vision screening for preschoolers. Anybody can just go into Google, whatever, find it out for themselves. Wouldn't you think that the, at least a new administration could do something about this? Uh, and if we push the buttons uh, the right way, I think we might be able to get them to do something. By the way, a state in this country has mandated vision screening. And uh, normally you wouldn't expect this particular state to be doing something like this, but they are. It's Kentucky. Kentucky. Oh, my, Tom. Mm-hmm. You just gave me a precedent to get to the governor of the state of South Dakota. Uh, you know, Ponte, well, like all right. First one to the, to the party, right? Yeah. But you just told me that somebody's already done this. That's fantastic. Somebody's done it. Yep. You've also been recognized by the city of Los Angeles, right? The former mayor of the city of Los they give you a proclamation, right? Oh, and you've oh, been yeah. recognized by a lot of chambers of commerce here in Southern California. I've seen the documents. Hey, let me ask you a question, Billy. I don't want to put you on the spot, but if we were to put an initiative together for small business to jump into the game with Tom to get these test kits out, you got a, something that comes to your mind that would be really catchy? Do I have a... Yeah, like a name, a name for the movement. A name for the movement? I mean... Basically, better vision for children. Uh, better vision for children of America. I like it. 
I like it a lot. What do you think, Tom? It sounds good. I think that uh, the shorter you can make a, a thing like this, the, uh, the longer, the, the more legs it'll have. Well, but you, we'll kick it around, but I'll tell you something I want to no. kick around, Tom. Billy, you've been listening to the show. You hear this man's life, right? I depicted his life oh, yeah. like, like, like it's a wonderful life, Jimmy Stewart, right? You eliminate that guy, and all of a sudden Potter rules. You eliminate Tom Cataldo out of this world, and look what we would have missed. I venture to say to you right. that we wouldn't be fine an American flag at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue right now. There would be a combination of the Nazi swastika, the Japanese red ball, and probably the Italian multicolored flag flying over the White House. Because if you didn't supply Britain, there never would have been a Battle of Britain. There never would have been a North Atlantic victory. And that was what Hitler was counting on. That's the reason why he was so desperate at the end of the war to send the V2s over, because he wanted to basically eliminate the threat to give him time to get the atomic bomb. Setting that aside, and we got three minutes to go on the show, Billy, I really believe that Tom and the MIT personnel that were with him, who are now deceased, Tom is alive at 95. He's still carrying the torch. These guys, I think Tom, you know, deserves the Congressional Medal of Honor, and these guys deserve the Medal of American Freedom issued posthumously. What do you think, Billy? I think that's a fantastic idea. I think that um, that honoring people that have given their lives for um, a cause like this should definitely be honored. Tom, I'll tell you what. I'm going to make a commitment to you on this show. The good Lord takes you home before we get it done. Before I take my last breath, I'm going to keep moving this forward to see if we can't get you that Congressional Medal of Honor, either while you're still with us or posthumously. You deserve it. If I take a look across the board of what you accomplished in World War II, there are millions upon millions of lives that were not only saved, but alive today that can remember what you're talking about on this show. Listen, we got two minutes to go on this show. Tom, Tell my audience right now why they need to get involved with Better Vision for Children. Well, it's just something that is going to be done sooner or later. We have to do it now because every day, just here in the U.S., where kids are losing their lives, they're going blind, they're having their eyes removed. I know it all sounds bizarre, but that's what's happening. It's all preventable. In fact, the home vision test kit, I should have told you, is also not only detects the leading cause of blindness, which I have, uh, it is a cure. You put the patch over the strong eye to make the weak eye work, and if the child is only six months or, or, or a year old, it solves that problem in a couple of weeks. Unbelievable. On that note, Tom, i got to move towards the end of the show. Listen, you have been listening to Business Buzz with Tom Cataldo, American icon, and my new publicist, Billy Jean Easley. Thanks for joining us on the show, Billy. Thank you for tuning in to Business Buzz today. If you'd like to be a guest or you have a business that needs to elevate your brand and expand your reach, you can reach us at toll-free, 877-3-N-O-W-B-Z-B-U-Z, or you can reach me at the show host webpage, businessbuzz.com. Shout out to my anchor sponsor, On Fire Processing. So glad that you're with us for the entire year. Listen, if you got a merchant processing issue out there, you need to pick up the phone right now and dial 833-866-3473. Well, next week, I'm going to have a show with Dr. Sharon Jones. What an incredible show host here on Voice America. She's going to sync right up with us here in the small business community because she has some tremendous ideas to help you small businesses out there pull yourself like a phoenix out of the ashes. Listen, 
You need to understand the buzz factor of your business is what we seek to increase week in, week out. That's what this show is all about. We want to bring it forth. Tune in next week as we bring more guests and resources to make your business buzz. Thanks for tuning in Business Watch and Business Buzz with Frank Hellring. We'll be back next Wednesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. We hope to have you join us again next time for some more terrific ways to revitalize your small business.